Well, welcome back to the podcast, Conversations with Jeff Bucknam. Dr. Jeff Bucknam is the lead pastor of Teaching and Vision at Harvest Bible Chapel in Chicagoland, and uh, we're going to have a conversation today, but not not the typical conversation, Jeff, not the one where we have someone who comes in and tells us their story, because we believe that everyone has a story. We ran out of people who had stories. Yeah, we ran... <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't run out of people. Well, we interviewed some a bunch of other people and recorded it, and they were so boring. We said we can't use that. I'm. That's not true. Also a joke. At also, yeah, not at all. You're in the pre. We're in the preamble ramble yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, we nothing is serious in this in, in this section except for what I'm about to say next, which is what we're actually doing in the podcast is we are going through a a, a series as a church called Ask Anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it'll probably be over by the time that this podcast airs. But what we're doing is we are hopefully um, mm-hmm. answering some more questions that people have had. We had our church sent so many questions in, which is amazing. And so what we want to do is is give an answer to those questions, mm-hmm. as many as we possibly can over the course of a couple of weeks of doing a special edition of this podcast. So conversations with Jeff Bucknam, uh, semicolon, colon, ask anything. I love it. And we'll, we'll, we'll give some answers, hopefully. Love it. Um, but before we do that, yeah, let's do something else. Okay. Let's like... Uh, I'm ready to go. Let's talk about some stuff. What should we talk about? You didn't have anything planned? You well, I thought it, you know, that, well, you know, <laughs> I was trying to remember like the last, the, the episode that'll be last week is like, we talked about aliens. Yeah. So we can't talk about aliens again. Tommy, you're kind of out, out if you're not talking about aliens or conspiracy theories. That's I know. Like yeah, those are like my, that's like my bread and butter. 60% of what the topics you, you, you talk about when yeah. you're not thinking about God and everything else. We talked about a question last, uh, in the last episode of the podcast. Okay about um like should a christian listen to secular music Mm. and you know we kind of expanded that question to like just culture in general right like movie secular movies secular art secular one of the first things i did when i was in before you finish this question one of the first things that i did when i was in uh kind of came to faith in christ in early high school um i i went to this um because i had a whole bunch of like secular music that they told me to get rid of they wanted to give me like, <clears throat> hey, this is why. So they, some some guys, well, their parents invited me to come with their kids to this big event where this guy was going to come in and he was going to go through and show how, you know, that, you know, there was backmasking done by these, diff- backmasking is if you run the record backwards. It yeah, says it says it something. Yeah, yeah, it's is, the right? devil's speaking. <laughs> and so, um, and a whole bunch of other things like these people and their lifestyles and how horrible it was. So it's yeah. not about the music necessarily, but as, as it is about the, the lifestyle and the weird things that they were doing yeah ozzy osbourne on stage eating a bat right that's actually what they talked about satanic panic they had pictures and stuff of it and i remember going to this huge church and this guy wearing his suit and and wear and talking about all of these and man he laid into sting sting and i had a lot of sting right the police and sting i had a lot of that and he was laying into sting about how but it was all like who knows who knows he could be this he could be that he has a friend who has this whatever and I remember walking out of it thinking to myself, uh, one, this is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and do they do the thing where they're two, like, that I actually was thinking to myself, I, I mean, I love Jesus and I wanted to follow Christ and stuff, but it just seemed like I had walked into this very different culture Yeah, that I, I didn't, I was involved in a Christian camp and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it, it, it was fine. Yeah. It was great, and then my best friends were there. So of course you want to you want to you know uh, parrot the things that your friends are doing because you're like I don't know how to how to do this stuff, and so you end up doing it. But I look back at it now, and like a lot of the stuff that I ended up parroting with them was huh. was not like yeah. it's not in the Bible or anything. yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, just yeah. sort of yep. It's sort of yeah. Not- did uh, during their sting uh, conversion of you, did they ever do the thing where they're like, you know, if you take away the the T and the G, what do you get? Sing. No, Sin. You- oh! <laughs> no, but the guy, one, the guy, I remember the guy. You talking, rearranged the, no, the, first, the letters in Santa. What do you it, get? That's right. The first time I had ever heard that was from this guy from Satan. So there, he's like, there are these things happening behind closed yeah. doors and. 
So it's funny because now I get, I kind of geek out sometimes yeah. on some of the more fundamentalist guys. Cause you know, on YouTube, you can follow some of these guys or, or watch. And when I'm just on, you know, vacation or whatever, <laughs> and I'm just, you yeah. know, sitting by a beach or anything, I'll yeah. be like, Oh, I want to watch some of the videos of some of the, 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 the guys. And so, and just recently I was watching this guy who is honestly making this argument that uh, there's a certain tone that hurts the a certain beat, right? That like a rhythm, a like, rhythm, okay. That affects the frontal lobe, yeah. in your brain, yeah. Wesley's nodding, yeah. It affects the frontal lobe in your brain and in a in a way that makes you want to sin. He's wearing a tie and a coat and stuff, and you're. I'm like, what? What? His can you, name uh, is on the can thing. You bring says Doctor So and So, and I was like, Can you bring up the sin tone or the sin beat? I was like, What? Can you see what? Can we figure out what that is and if that's? It's a, it's uh, a certain kind of <laughs> African drum tone. Is that oh. the, like that 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 beat? And I think it's the yeah, beat yeah. on two and four instead of one and three. Am I right? Oh about wow, that? dude, I don't have any idea. What well, I'm what about. the words you're saying are correct, but I don't know if it, yeah, yeah. if that's the sin anyway. beat. I don't know, like so. 808s are demonic frequencies. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, see, Wait, is that a real thing? No way people think that. Wesley has been text. He just texted Tommy the evidence. <laughs> monster energy. Oh yeah. That's another one. Have you ever seen the monster energy thing? No. There's like a whole like satanic panic over the like monster energy can of how it reveals to you that it's satanic. And yeah, there's a guy on YouTube, by the way, who, uh, who I, I used to watch and spread around with some friends because he's very funny, but he's Catholic. Okay. And he's from New Jersey. And he, he sees demons everywhere <clears throat> in everything. Like the backdrop of like when Biden's saying something, oh. he'll see a picture in the back and he'll decipher. Do you see the picture's got three points on the sword that, that means there's three such and such? And it is... It is profoundly amazing. And he's got huge, tons of followers. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he's just got tons of people like me who watch it for a, yeah, for just a, good, for funsies. a good giggle. Yeah. Right? Well, one of the things that I, I think is... Uh, Jim Baker selling his soup. <laughs> he has the, yeah. the doomsday soup. Yeah, he's been, <laughs> Hi. Jim Baker was, Hi. for those of you who don't know, he was a guy in the <clears throat> 1980s with the PTL scandal. Basically, they were siphoning a whole bunch of money off the ministry. He and Tammy Faye, Tammy Faye. Baker, they got divorced. Jim went to prison. He came, got out. He got remarried, and he started another ministry. And the ministry is like an end times. Uh, the world's going to end, and when it does end... Uh, you're going to be stuck here and you're going to need to have a bunker and you're going to need to have a lot of food. So he sells buckets of food now. Like yeah. Li literally and if you buckets are, of food. if you just have a solid 10 minutes to spare, you should look that up on YouTube it, and just, Oh, it's good fun. Just delight. Yeah. Please don't, please don't think to yourself ever after it's over. Well, he makes a lot of sense because he does not. Make yeah. Yeah. Do any, not, do not buy the, he does not make do, any sense. He's, he's preying on the fears of people. Yeah. Uh, and it's very sad. Very sad. Very sad. I um, I forgot what I was going to even ask about that. Yeah, Jim Baker usually Talk stops about, all the conversations. Yeah, he's he's a, he's the <laughs> like end. There, you're like, oh, he's dear. the end. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like one of the things that I love to joke about is that like I like scary movies. Mm. So um, no judgment here. Okay, I'm, I'm oh, being right. vulnerable here. All right, I I like scary movies. Um, and people ask me, they're like, my wife in particular who is one who is, uh, uh, you know, pretty susceptible to the satanic panic, uh, okay. you know, um, which I find just really funny and I love her. Um, but she's like, why do you like, why? Like it's evil, you know, like scary movies are evil and they're about evil things and they're trying to scare you. And, um, and I, and this is the thing that I always say to her, to other people is like, what's the, so I'm an athlete. Okay. I'm an athlete. So I mean, I'll what's, take, what's I'll the, take your word for it. was an athlete. Maybe oh, it's the okay. better way to past tense. Okay. Can I just claim that over my life no, forever? Sure, that's fine. No, you know? it's fine. I, I am an athlete, was an athlete. You're the best be like way. 70 and. Yeah, I'm an athlete. Weighing three, 310. <gasps> I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. Uh, I, uh, the best way to uh, gain information to defeat your opponent in the, in the modern day is uh, through film. You watch film 
of your opponent yeah. so that you know their tactics, oh, you know what you they go. do, you know there their you strategies, so and you can doing, defend. So when I watch scary movies, I am watching film on the enemy, Jeff, and I know their tactics. They hide... I'm telling you, they, they hide under they, the bed. They hide under the bed. They're in the sewers. I know all the places. There's, to there's look. a little guy in the sewer. He's a clown, and you. he'll reach out and grab you. I'll tell you what. If someone's head turns around, everyone else is going to be freaking out, and I'm going to be like, I know what to do here. <laughs> I've seen this all right, before. Tommy. <laughs> all right. Okay, let's get into the podcast. <laughs> oh man. Okay, everything that we said up until this point has been not serious, and now it's all going to be a, okay. a yeah. little bit more serious. Because we're going to get into some questions. Um, let me pull up some of our questions. Here's a question. Yep. How do I know that I am saved or is it normal to question our salvation? Um, maybe, maybe I can answer that in reverse order. It is common for people to, to question their salvation. Mm -hmm. And usually the reason they question their salvation is because it is such a crazy idea that God would show grace to such sinners like us. And that when you look at your past or you look at your present and you look at the ways that you are so weak and inconsistent in following Christ, you think to yourself, if I were in God's shoes, I would have long ago sent me packing, right? But, and so it's difficult for us. And so we kind of, uh, project that onto God, um, and we think that maybe he has that same kind of mentality. Uh, the majesty and beauty of the gospel is that he doesn't. And when that starts to strike you it, deeply, it it it, uh, it changes everything. Mm. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, is it common or is it normal? If by normal you mean common, yeah, absolutely, of course it is for lots of people, but. Um, here, here's my answer. Um, there's actually a book called How Do I Know I'm Saved? Donald Whitney mm -hmm. wrote it in the 80s. It's actually really good. Yep. It's a very good little book, and I've given it to people before. It's a very, very easy. So I'll give you a few reasons, a few ways that you can know that you're saved or some tests that you can put to yourself. The first, the first question I would ask is about your profession. Do you believe that uh, Jesus died? Jesus was the Son of God. He died in your place for your sins. And if your response to me is yes, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to say, well, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um I think you need to know that it is not your confession though that saves you. Jesus saves you. <laughs> your confession is an acknowledgement that he has. And so, um it's not on you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like it's not dependent upon your ability to profess it well or consistently or like it, it is on Jesus who died and rose again Yep. and who through eternity past chose out of people for himself. Yep. So uh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall hardship, danger, like all those things. So you need to realize that all of it depends on the faithfulness of Jesus, not on your ability to, you know, voice it or continue well in it uh, necessarily. Okay. Yep. Uh, so number one, I would say that, yeah. Okay. What do you profess right now? And I'm not saying yesterday or whatever, but right now, do you believe that? And, and if you say, no, I, I believe in Jesus, I believe son of God. I believe he died for my sins. I believe that, you know, in repentance and faith, I believe, I believe it's like, great. Um, I, I would also say there, there needs to be though in biblical faith, uh, biblical faith is a, an active kind of thing. It's not just an, a, a, you know, a mental ascent. So in James, you have this discussion, um, you have a discussion about it can, it's what, what is faith without works? And James says, well, it's dead. dead. Yeah. 
right? And then and then he says, uh, "You say God is one," which is a the the confession in Deuteronomy, which is what all the Jews said in order to show that they were Orthodox. They would say, "God is one." Yeah. Um, you say God is one. Uh, you do well, says James. Your profession's fantastic. You're professing fantastically. But even the demons believe and shudder. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, the demons believe that God is one. They they have the theology accurate. They make the proper profession, right? Yep. They just don't submit to it. Uh, same thing when you get a passage like, Lord, Lord, uh, didn't we baptize, or sorry, didn't we do mighty miracles in your name? Didn't we um, prophesy in your name? And God says, no, depart from me. I never knew you. And you're like, well, what made them depart from me? And he said that he calls them the workers of lawlessness. Yeah. Meaning the problem is that not your profession. Yeah, you said, Lord, Lord. That's a really orthodox, wonderful profession. Right? Kurios, kurios yeah. in Greek. And But... It's that you didn't do what I said. So, in the end, the way that biblical faith is described is not is is not just mental, yeah, yeah, uh huh, type thing. Like yeah. I acknowledge it, and so I can tick purely the box. information. Well, I can tick yeah. the box on the doctrinal yeah. statement type yeah. thing. Yeah, even though that is important and valuable, it's that faith is then proven by. How it acts, how it acts, yep. right? Is it is it a repenting faith? Is it the kind of thing? And I'm not saying that you get it perfect once you come to faith. And I, I believe in Jesus, and everything you do is right. <laughs> the question is, do you do you want to follow Him? Uh, do you find that you are trying to follow Him? That's that's what that faith looks like. Uh, you are you when you fail following Him. Are you returning back to him and saying, I want, I want, you know, spirit, you forgiveness, a life of repentance of faith. You're asking for forgiveness, right? You've confessed our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive our sins and yep. cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Is that like a way of life for you? Yeah. Then I'd say, yeah, well, if that, that is present, both the profession and the practice, I'd say, oh, great. Um, I'm also going to say, I think there needs to be um, so, some level of, um, uh, can I use the word passion? <laughs> and by Z- zeal, well, yeah. Um, pa- what I mean yeah. by it is is an affection yeah. for Jesus. I, I do think that it is possible for somebody to be doing the doing the things, make orthodox professions, but there's there's no, it's dead. Yeah. Do you understand? Like it's just I'm just it's a duty to them. It has nothing to. There's no. There's no affection for Jesus. I do think the scriptures speak of an affection for Jesus, that you love him, yeah. that you want him and that you, your hope is in him. Like I, Paul says at the end of his, end of his uh, letters, basically in second Timothy at the end, he says, uh, you know, there, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness that the Lord, the righteous judge will award me on that day. And to all those who love his appearing. Yeah. So that's a longing for Christ and, and to be with Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think you can have that without some level of passion in your heart for him. The problem I have with that is if you, if you hear me wrong, you're going to end up saying, okay, so you have profession, practice, practice. and then I'm saying passion, passion. and you're saying, because that's where most people get it wrong. Well, I don't feel love toward Jesus. I must not yeah, be a Christian. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I'm dry. I have a dry. It's, it's dry. It it's feels distant always, right now. It's not always... Uh, your passion for your spouse is not always going to be like fiery and lovey-dovey. Yeah. It will come and go. But if you were to say, do I love my wife? Do I have a passion for my wife? As a general rule, yes, yes. I do. Yeah. So that's what I'm asking. Generally speaking, do you long for his appearing? Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, I, listen, I think that the Bible is replete with examples of perseverance. So I, I gave you four Ps there. So uh, profession, profession practice, practice passion, passion perseverance and perseverance yeah. and so i'm i'm telling you if you continue to the end most of the scriptures are about perseverance yeah. that they're they're warnings of what happens if you don't persevere they're 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 saying that the the kind of faith that saves is the kind of faith that makes it to the end now what's weird about that is when the bible talks about that it gives a guarantee yeah. and the guarantee is that god will keep those who are his but the way he's going to keep them is them, uh, th- them continuing to be kept. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they're working at it. Yeah. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, 
for it's God who works in you to will and act according to his good pleasure. And so I'm continuing to admit my faults and come back to Jesus. There will be cold periods in my life, but I, I want I want Christ. I want what's and there might be moments where you 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 say, I don't want, I don't want, but you come back. Yeah. And you're you're the prodigal son again. And you and you come back. Yep. And Christ forgives, and then sometimes you run away, you come back. Yeah. But it's the constant, it's that coming back, right? And then acknowledgement repeatedly that I am yours and you are mine. Um, if those four things are there, uh, profession, practice, passion, and perseverance, yes, that is a, that is a Christian. Yep. Um, the challenge that you have is that that perseverance one is ongoing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, right? Yeah. In the mind of God, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to preserve you. Absolutely. Yeah. But we're the ones who are persevering while God is preserving, right? Uh-huh. And so the way I often liken that is that when you go into a store, when I go into a store with like my, my daughter when she was little, she would be pushing, like she always liked to push the cart. And then I, of course, I'd have to push the cart because she couldn't push the cart. But yeah, right. Like from her point of view, yeah. she's pushing like crazy. Yeah. But I, she's not pushing the cart. I'm pushing the cart. Right, right. So, so you're going to feel tired yeah. in following Jesus, but you're not the one who's actually making it happen. Yeah, the uh, Spirit is, and but but you're agreeing with the Spirit mm-hmm. in that way. Um, but if those four things are present in your life and continue to be present in your life, I would say you, I would give you massive, massive affirmation that you're a, a believer in the Lord Jesus and He has you. Um, yeah, that's great. But I think there are other, like, like I said, there's other books that are written. I and mean, if you really want to get deep into this, uh, Jonathan Edwards wrote religious <laughs> affections and yeah. about this subject. Um, like what kinds of affections, meaning what kinds of feelings and exhibit exhibitions of your faith are real and what ones are fake. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very hard to read sometimes, but you can read updated versions. I know Sam Storms wrote, uh, uh, he he actually wrote a book that was a summary of religious affections in modern language. It's excellent, quite honest. Quite honest. Anyway, great. That's my best go. Yeah. What do you think? That was a good no? go. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, just yes. No. No, I think that that was a great um, not only answer to the question, but even just a a reminder, challenge of you know, man, am I thinking about it like that? I've professed Christ. Am I practicing? Do I have passion for the Lord? I think Lord, that you get in trouble, unfortunately, with people who really struggle with this particular uh, challenge and question their salvation a lot. You get in trouble taking your spiritual temperature a bit because that's what people end up doing. They'll sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to tick all those boxes. Am I, am I, am I? And I think it's actually valuable. But the one, the most important one for me is, do you profess that Jesus is Lord? Yeah. Right? It's like, is your heart genuinely for you? I want to believe because there's like, you know, I, there's in the gospels there's a there's a character who, who's like you know he wants healing he wants his i think it's his daughter to be healed or whatever so he, he says i believe lord help my, un- help my help unbelief, my unbelief. Yeah. i think that's a prayer that uh is meant to be prayed by lots and lots of us i i i'm prone to wander says the great hymn prone to wander lord i feel it prone to leave the god i love yeah take my heart take and seal it seal it for thy courts above so that is true of everyone. And if you're wandering, it it's kind of a normal Christian experience, normal, yeah. but the solution to the problem is always repentance, turning around, acknowledging where it, you've, you've been wrong, what the Lord is trying to teach you and show you, and yeah. returning. That's great. Well, thanks whoever sent that question in. Um. We're going to keep going. Okay. We're going to try and get through as many as we can. All right, baby. Here we go. Uh, can we believe the wild, in quotes, stories in the Bible? Jonah, creation, Noah's Ark, etc. cetera. Et cetera. Tommy. Or is it all hyperbole? T- Tommy. Um, so he, first of all, I totally get this question yeah. because I am a skeptic. Yeah, same. I'm a guy who, who looks at the world around me and I say things like, I've never seen a snake talk. I have never, ever. Why was the curse of the snake to crawl on its belly when <laughs> yeah. that's what a snake does? Yeah. You know? Or did he have legs before that? Or did he have was legs like, and we that? just, what we did, we were, yeah. I, I have um, all, all sorts of questions about uh, the flood. 
Yeah. About he flooded the whole earth. Jonah. Jo- fish. Yeah. Like whale. I yeah, fish a lot. The 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 fish and I know that there's a story, there's a story actually about a guy who was swallowed by a fish and spit up on a beach somewhere in the in the in the that region um, or somewhere. Uh-huh. In the, I can't remember the 1800s or 1900s. Okay, fine. Um, it's still hard for me <laughs> to, uh-huh. to to buy. It, fe- it feels like these car- these are stories being told by an ancient culture, like you know Maui pulled the pulled pulled the great island out of the sea. Yeah, right. Uh, and so there are modern people uh, and non-religious secular people look at it and go, well, we've moved well past that because we're a people of science and yep. that kind of thing. And then they come up with this really believable story about uh, about amoebas becoming apes and then people. I'm kidding about the believability. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. If you step back and you're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Compare those side so by side. My point is side all side the, side, sto- bring them up. the stories are actually <laughs> quite... Hard to those are quite hard to believe as yeah. well. But okay, um, my answer to this though for me is I I often go back to the um, I often go back to the resurrection of Jesus, and I'm going to tell you that I think the he- resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most historically reliable thing I know of uh, that I've not personally experienced. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, I cannot get around. I mean, I I'm a thinking person. I cannot get around the fact this guy really raised rose from the dead. I, I don't, I have enough confidence in the biblical, the manuscripts of those days to say that they actually were pretty good eyewitness testimonies. They show all the marks of eyewitness testimony. These guys who were running away, their lives were changed. They had no reason to change, to become massive yeah. martyrs in the way they did. They never recanted. The church continued to grow. People said he, they saw him. No one ever, again, recanted that, mm. that fact uh, even under threat of persecution, were wild persecution and death. So, for me, the idea that somebody rose from the dead—that's a pretty wild story. Yeah. If I say that Jesus rose from the dead, I have immediately gone into a land where I'm like, well, look, if if Jesus rose from the dead, I don't think it's hard to believe that God could preserve a person inside of fish for those days. Um, I, I, do, I actually don't think it's hard to believe that God could have made out, out of two people the entire world. Mm-hmm. I also know that science has tried, several scientists have tried to disprove Christianity repeatedly over the years, and it's not Christianity that has, has taken it on the chin. It's actually their science in the end has been proven to be yeah. less than. And so will somebody come up with some scientific, you know, like are we going to think We've moved beyond the Bible at some point. I I, I don't know. The time, we're two thousand years and, and 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 counting, <laughs> and it's it's still effective. I mean, the, what the Bible says about itself, which is that it's a God's very words. Yep, I take to be true. And if it is God's very words, which it says, all Scripture is given by inspiration, or is God breathed, then that puts me in a hole because I'm like, well, if it's God's very words, by definition, God doesn't lie, and He has ultimate authority. So for me to come along and say, nah, that's not true. Like what what standard of truth am I appealing to yeah. to which God needs to bow the knee? Because yeah. then if that truth is above God, isn't that by definition God? Yeah. I, so in the end, I, 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 don't, I don't think I need to make the Bible and the stories in the Bible bow their knee to modern sensibilities. Sure. Mostly because I think most modern sensibilities are going to go away in a hundred years. Yeah, and we'll all think very differently. We'll have different sensibilities yeah, in a hundred we'll years. Very, yeah, very differently. So um, what, yeah, because some of the some of the the you know, um, well, first off, can we believe the wild stories in the Bible? Interesting. Yeah. Yes, I think um, there's good reason to. Yeah, and and there's the the arguments against this would be things like um, hyperbole being yeah, used sure. and uh, exaggeration. And I, think, I think that hyperbole and exaggerations, it's like some of the numbers in the Old Testament are clearly hyperbole. But yeah. but listen, that doesn't mean they're not true. Yeah, did God actually destroy that right. nation or was it hyperbole? So if I end up saying to yeah. to you, Tommy, though, we use language like this all the time. We, mm. so, so even there, when I say it's all the time. Okay, that's, I, that's yeah. hyperbolic. Yeah. I'm saying all the time. Tommy, man, yeah. we were... Dude, we were at the at the game the other day. Dude, there were like a million people there. Yeah, and it was a million degrees. Dude, yeah. So, okay, is is what I'm trying to say true? Yeah. yeah. Is it factually correct? 
um, not in a legal sense, yeah. but it's correct in the sense that I'm using normal language, hyperbole and, and figures of speech to try to communicate something. So the, the question is, okay, is Jonah and the fish hyperbole or is it some sort of metaphor? I don't know for what. Yeah. It's written as, as real. Yep. Jesus as actually, narrative. so yeah. you know, Jesus makes reference to it. Correct. As and Jonah was in. Se- yeah. He doesn't seem to have a problem with it. Yep. So I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, because some people would say that the creation account is poetry. It's Jesus poetic. Jesus seems to make reference yeah. to all that. There's a problem. You have you yeah. have Jesus and these reliable uh-huh. uh, statements, yeah. you know, these documents that have our eyewitness testimony. So I'm, I, I treat them as pretty responsible reported speech. Hey, do you know what Jesus said? He said Jonah was a thing, yeah. right? And do you know what Jesus said? Jesus so said that the creation, creation was actually a thing. happened. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> So I'm just going to side with, that's my point, I guess, in the end. Side I'm just going to side Jesus. with Jesus. Yeah, we're with, sticking end, with Jesus. And and if I am found to be a nut job, uh, then that's what we're found so to be. So be it. I, I won't be. Yeah. I won't be. Because I'm just telling you, Jesus doesn't change. Yeah. Uh, and so, and our modern science and our modern thinking about some of these things has over the years. Yeah. One of the things you won't find, if you go to places like Africa, in some parts of Africa, you, you won't find anyone having a problem with so the while the quote unquote wild stories yeah because a lot of the people there are like yeah no that's like my, my grandma saw that yeah so you're gonna have to do something with that do you think that those people are just like i don't know uh pre-industrialized or you know i mean they're just they're just not they're not with it like we are yeah uh that's a worldview question is the modern naturalistic scientific worldview writer than a worldview that includes things like demons and angels and non-physical things and a God who can operate uh, in and out of natural things. And I, I choose to say that actually I think the modern naturalistic worldview kind of stinks. Yeah. Explaining the world. Yep. So yes, <laughs> we can believe them. The wild stories and all. Uh Here's a fun question. What about a series on Revelation? Question mark. Oh man, no what, about, what about one? What about it? What about it? Do you know what? I I actually have <laughs> one. I have one of all the books of the Bible that I I have uh, uh, the least like strong conviction. It would be Revelation, uh-huh. and but by that I don't mean the I don't mean the um, the letters to the churches. I mean, a lot of the rest of it. It 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 it's been a book that I have felt is alien to yeah. me because I'm not really good with apocalyptic genre, meaning that you know all the dragons and stuff. It just it ha- I've had a hard time with. But here's the crazy thing: in the last year or two, I have had this penchant to be reading Revelation, and uh, I've been using it as as a companion for it. Uh, this book called Discipleship on the Edge by Daryl Johnson, mm-hmm. and I totally recommend it. It's a great thing. You can sit down, you can read uh, a section of the book of Revelation, and you can read his stuff, and it's a commentary, but it's what we call a devotional commentary, meaning that it it explains some of the figures of speech and that kind of thing, but really is looking to teach. Mm-hmm. He, he formed it out of sermons that he preached at his church in Vancouver, British Columbia years ago. So... I'm kind of into it now, and Kyle, my buddy, has been like right into Revelation for the last uh, yeah, little while. It's amazing because we've we've avoided it most of our, it. All work out in the end. Yeah, and then the older you get, you're like, I wonder what that book's about. So yeah. uh, my answer is, I'm hopeful in the next number of years to do it. I'm also like fear and trepidation because I I just need feel like I need to spend more time in it. Yeah, to have to have more confidence in in some of the meanings and things like that. So stay tuned. Yeah, we'll get to it. Not against so it. Ask anything, and you have asked. Yeah. Yeah. And it's coming in the future. Uh, please help us define some Christian vocabulary. Okay, I'm ready to go. Here we go. Sanctification. The pro- It's basically the Christian life. It's the process of God making you holy or mor- morally upright. You, 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 when you come to faith in Christ, we are attached to what we... What, what, 
the scriptures call the age that's passing away. We're, scra- we're attached to this present evil age and all of its rules, the kingdoms of this world that have rules and say, you know what, to get ahead, you need to cheat and then to do all this, you know what I mean, lie. And mm-hmm. kingdoms of this world have certain rules that they say, yes, these are the good things and success is going to be yours if you do yeah. these things. And that's the highest thing. And we are called actually to turn our back on that and to become people who have what we call a renewed mind, who believe that God's ways are the right, good, true, beautiful ways, the ways of what we call holiness or being set apart. We Uh become like God. So that process of being uh, convinced more and more of the goodness of God's ways and walking in those ways, uh, the theological term we use for that is sanctification. It's the, the word actually means setting apart. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, sometimes in your home, some people have a special plate that they use. The and China? They, they do. And they set it apart from the other stuff because yeah. it's special. Holy. And that it's whole, that's what actually <laughs> yeah. it means. Yeah. And that's, that's basically what God yeah. is doing with us. He's, he is, he is making us unique and setting us, uh, setting us apart from the rest. Yes. And there's a process involved in that, and it's a lumpy, difficult yep. process, but the Lord is the one who's in charge of it, and he'll get done what he wants. Sanctification. There you go. Yep. Got it. Atonement. Tommy, you do atonement. I, I, I'm yeah, doing so you want it. You have a go? Atonement is the, um, it refers to the needed reconciliation between you know sinful humans and a holy God. Yeah, and it was uh, Christ's atonement was his sacrifice that brought reconciliation. Yeah, sort of a stand-in, stand-in for the, reconciliation. The, the idea almost, is yeah. that that there there needed to be right making between uh, between the wrongdoer, yep, and the righteous and the righteous God, God. judge yep. who is you know. So atonement needs to be made right. Yeah. So if I come on, I Tommy's got a bike. If I come on, I da- bash it. Right, <laughs> there needs to be. Uh, in I might some, say, yeah. I might say, sorry, but that's, Tommy's going to say, you need to make, you enough. need to make atonement, and <laughs> yeah. what he means is, I need to get a stand-in. Yeah. I need, I need something that is going to restore his his bike, preferably money. Yeah, <laughs> so, which which could be that, which could right? be in it. Yep, and so most of it, it in the in Christianity is referring to Christ's atoning work on the cross, Without a doubt. which is the uh, sacrifice that reconciled us to God. Uh, justification. Uh, so there's there's a big debate about justification, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give you so give us yours. Uh, I'm going to tell you justification is a legal standing. It's a it's a declared legal standing yep. before God. Yep. Meaning uh, that a a, a a a judge in a courtroom at the end of the trial and the person is found not guilty, he declares. Not guilty. Yes. That's a legal, legal. declaration. Yeah. Now, the, the thing about justification is it's not just, it's not that. It's the declaration of not not guilty, but justified, righteous. righteous. Yeah. That this person is declared righteous. That God says that legally this person has all of the qualities of God himself, the righteous qualities of God himself. Mm-hmm. Um. So somebody who's justified is somebody who has been recognized as that and declared that word has been spoken over them, and that's the seal that's been plopped on top of them. And so when God looks at them, he says, justify, this person actually is righteous, even though you're not. Even though you're not. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. So the Catholics would not agree with that. They'd yeah. say justification is process. They yeah. actually mean by justification, sanctification. sanctification. But we'd say, no, 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 you're not because a Roman Catholic is going to say you can be justified and then unjustified yeah. and then justified and unjustified. You got to keep working yourself yeah. into the, into the position of justification. Yeah. Cause sometimes what's just, just justification is positional sanctification, right? Like yeah. the, yep. There's kind of syn- synonymous in that way. Yeah. So yeah, a couple other terms for you there. Um, yeah. There's no others. A, no, there's oh, wait, no, no, I got one. Another one. I got another one. I got propitiation. Oh, hard one to say. Yeah. <laughs> The turning I've away, stumbled on that one. It's the turning a, a away of wrath. Yeah, the avert. Yeah, it's the turning turning away of wrath. It's it's a sacrifice that turns away wrath. Yeah, is that okay? That's good. That's how I was. That's how I <laughs> said it too. Um, one more righteousness. This one's yeah. yeah. It's it. So righteousness, depending on how it's used, we've used that one a couple of times even in this. It's. 
righteousness is usually understood as a quality, a, a character quality. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mark of a person or a thing, right? So God is righteous, yep. meaning that He has moral, He has moral purity. He, it's the things that He says are true. It's he's super he does, duper right. Yeah, the, the things he does are right and just. <laughs> yeah, right. And so r- righteousness is also a character quality we can have, um, but we fall short, and therefore we're declared <laughs> righteous yeah. by God because Christ was fully righteous. The gospel is wrapped up in those terms. There's a whole debate, by the way, about around that. If you ever want to get into theology, there's a whole discussion about the righteousness of God and what that meaning is, especially in Romans and. But that that gets into some deep waters when it comes to some of the modern scholarship and that. Yeah. Um, but if you if you're having a hard time sleeping, mm. you can read about it. <laughs> read about it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, all right, changing directions completely. One eighty. This is the last one. No, I don't think so. One, two more. How much time we got? One more. All right, one more. Here we go. One, Hit it. One more. Okay. Are you not let in me hit me, of this? Let thing? me hit you with a short one and then and then a, a little bit maybe a longer one. Right. Here's a short one. Video games. Uh there when there, your spouse there plays are these them. Games when is that it okay? you play and you <laughs> They're on this it. like a projected screen. Um <laughs> when your spouse plays them, when is it, when is it okay and when is it too much? <laughs> Ask anything. I know. Do you know so here's the thing that that is that it is something I'm not want to give a law about. Yeah, but uh, the it, it seems there's a whole debate about like honestly. Mm-hmm. Here's another question about video games: like which games are okay to play and which games are not okay to play. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm uh, a guy who's shooting everybody in the head, yeah. is that like get? No, you can only play Bible Warriors, that's and that's wrong. it. That's the only game. That's you play. wrong. Uh, Larry Boy in the Room or Weed or nothing <laughs> else. That's it. Um, but some people would say that. So for mm-hmm. me, this is again, this is a Christian freedom, yeah. and that some people, if they, they if they're playing the game, they're like, "This is ridiculous. I shouldn't be shooting people in the head." I'd be like, "You sh- don't play the game." Yeah, there's like that part of it, right? right. And then there's the timing part of it. It is. Of, um, I think, yeah. I, I think that we live in this interesting world where uh, most of our, a lot of our lives are being sucked into video yeah. games, yeah, um, or sorry, into into um, digitized stuff, and we it tends to draw us away from real people. And yes. so as a Christian, I'm going to tell you that, like I said before, the physical matters, mm-hmm. proximity matters. We were made actually to interact face-to-face. Yeah. Not just and through... Nope, not through digital this. things. And you know that, everybody knows that. Everyone, After COVID, yeah. everyone's like, yeah. yeah, it was different the yeah. moment I got pulled away from everything. So I would say that there should be, as a Christian person, if you want to be healthy, um, there should be a, a large commitment in your life to be interacting with people face-to-face, physically, and that should be the prime. And your relationships should be as uh, should be as face to face and f- physical as they could possibly be. Because I just think that's how we're made. Yep. Um, other things draw our attention away. So if you, uh, draw our attention away from that, and some of the video stuff is is that. Now I I love a good video game, and I also know what it's like to be able to sit and you like over look over. It's been three hours. Yeah. Right. Right. Because it's it's engaging. My, yep. I tend to uh, liken it though to a really good novel. Some people can read a novel for hours and they just get absorbed into it. Yep. But there is a point at which you need to come to, back to reality. Yeah. You need yep. to put it down and, and you need to realize that the people in front of you uh, are and, that. And there's a dopamine factor to it. And can, yeah. you, well, it, a, a, you know, diction can be yes. a very real thing in this space. And yes. so, you know, you, you, um, I think some of the video games for a lot of guys though, and this is gets into some thinking of, that lots of people have done Jordan Peterson and a number of others, but like I, I think video games for a lot of men are are a, are a place where they are finding adventure yep. and a purpose and a, a challenge to overcome that they're not pursuing in their in the normal world. lives. Yeah. And um, I think that's a problem. Yeah, because it's meaningless. <laughs> it is meaningless, <laughs> yeah. but I, I do think there is such a thing as adventure and oh, all of those sure. things oh, in, in the life. But here's the thing. Also fellow enjoyer so, of games. So if you go into yeah. a video game, uh, it's funny how, how like courageous you'll be to go and try to take on this particular thing. But, yeah. you know, the young, I'll fight the dragon. Yeah, but the young guy doesn't have the courage to go and ask the girl out. Right, or he doesn't have the courage to actually initiate a conversation with a new friend. He yeah. doesn't have the courage to go and to try to conquer that um, skill yeah. that he's trying to learn. Um, it's just safer to do it in the video game. 
I just think, man, if you could if you could take some of the courage that you've got there and you could point it outwardly and try to focus a bit on on the challenges that you have in your life, then you should that 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 is what how you're made. This is what yep. you're supposed to you know what's going to make you a truly <clears throat> fully um, realized and enjoyable human being. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of guys are turned to pornography because of the same reason, right? It's easy and it's, it, mm. it takes out all, all of the, I might get rejected because she's never going to reject you, right? It, you're paying for it or you're, she's digital. And so <coughs> she can, I get worried quite honestly in the, in the world ahead that um, what's going to happen to relationships once AI is, is a big thing because AI basically says that, that, that we will be able to have, companions that are basically human they feel they have that now yep. human it's a whole thing they did uh, a study on if you go into japan i know japan mm -hmm. or korea these days they have it's little big, yeah. little uh you know if you live alone you can you can get a little um hologram person that is inside of a kind of a looks like a lava lamp <laughs> and that person actually it will dress however you want them to dress that person will be uh answer will learn who you are and reply to you and say welcome home and they'll be excited for you when you come home um and they'll do all the things that you like and none of the things you don't like and this scares the living daylights out of me because i'm like that's not it's a mimic of not human yeah, yeah. they're not re real so in the end i i just think that the more humanizing we can be the better yep so all that to say i don't know how much time is too much time <laughs> i do think though that if it's if if it's costing you humanizing time and it's making you like guys listen you know no, when it starts to it. you know starts to move you into that yeah yeah i had a friend uh years ago and i won't tell you his name for reasons that will become apparent he he told me um he was about to get married and he said, I'm really worried about getting married. And I, and I said, uh, uh, what, what specific, you know, usually you, when you do counseling, they're like, Oh, I'm going to worry about getting married for the commitment. I'm worried mm -hmm. about marriage because I got to live with this person. I got to, she doesn't brush her teeth right or whatever. Yeah. Um, he said, I've, I have to confess to you that I've watched too much pornography and I've gotten to the point, I think where I've treated, uh, women like an object mm -hmm. to suit my passions. And as I'm getting married, I'm realizing that she's not that. And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that that's always going to be something that I'm going to expect from her and it's going to create all sorts of problems. And I'm telling you that this is, this is the same s subject, right? Yeah. It's basically saying, oh, yeah, this digitized perfect world that we're creating, we end up expecting life to be like that. And because it's not, we just want to invest more and more time in that world. And I'm telling you that it is a debt. It will dry you up and leave, spit you out yep. in the end. Um, it feels, you know, good in the short run, but in the long run, it'll, it'll just crush you because it's not how you're made. So this is why Jordan Peterson says stuff like, you know, the most important thing you can do every day is get up and make your bed because yeah. <laughs> it's a physical act that actually says I'm, I control my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, there's more said there than, <laughs> but I love 15 it. 15 different like yeah, yeah. little trails. I love it. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, By the way, if, if you're like a spouse so no or a girlfriend or something yeah. like that, and this is a question you have, this is a conversation that should be had with the guy in your life or whoever it is that plays all the video games. Yeah. Like you should be honest and say, look, I feel like I'm losing something yeah. with the amount of time you're doing this. Um, you, you should be honest about it and have that conversation. And if you need help, that's what church pastors and stuff are here for, to try to help you think through that and how to have those conversations and maybe to kind of bring some biblical thinking about it. And if your guy likes to play video games, man, enjoy it. It's awesome. They're really great. But all things in moderation, right? All things in moderation, yeah. Right. You, nothing controls you. you. We buffet, as Paul says, we buffet our bodies and make it our slave. So if that's, if you can say that, that, yeah, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I can mm -hmm. shut it off when I want. Cool. But be honest. Yeah. Don't lie yeah. to yourself. Yeah. Um, that it? One more? We've covered so many things. What do you think about the Enneagram, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nine wing four. Uh, I have never taken the Enneagram. No, neither have I. I don't. I actually don't take it. Uh, and this is a place. Talk about Adiaphora. Yeah. I don't take it because I think there are equally good 
personality inventories that don't have occultic backgrounds. Occult, <laughs> right? Demonic so, backgrounds, so yes. The DISC, for example, survey is yeah. easier It and it helps. Strength, if you want to yeah. do that kind of thing, strength finders, strength finders there's yeah. all sorts of them, right? Yeah. Myers-Briggs, even though that one's gets, so that's a little weird because its background is kind of a little, but that's just, that's just me. I'm not passing that on you. If you wanted to go and We're do not the binding anyone's conscience. No, yeah. if you wanted to go and do the Enneagram, I'd be like, oh, okay. Okay. Again, like yoga, like <laughs> lots of things. I'd be like, eh. Be careful. Just be careful. You know where it comes from. Yep. Be careful. Right. It could go sideways. Well, because you know, there's people who like uh, have created entire personalities out of their personality type, right? Or they use it as like the, you know, like <laughs> I'm just a nine, you know, I just, I can't help it. I'd I just, say you're more of a five. <laughs> I'm deeply offended by that because I, <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's my like, personality type. It's, it's either my, yeah. Or so the, the, they'll justify their mm-hmm. actions, behaviors, sin by their yeah. personality. I, I'm, well, it's just who I am. It's who God made me to be. I'm a five yeah, or a four or whatever, or a three. I don't even know. I, I don't know. I don't know what half of those things are, but I think I've, I've heard that tell a lot. Me, yeah. Oh, you're a typical. What, what is the number they give you? I think it's eight, which is apparently the really bad one. I don't think there are really bad ones. Jeff. No, but I, I think, think it's the one that's like, you're too, you want Wes, to what's eight? do too much. Can you look it up? Whatever. Wes is right into this stuff. Wes is... Uh, he's got, he's yeah. got the Enneagram he looks out like right now. He's been playing around with it the whole time. <laughs> that makes it sound like a... He's got a little dial. That makes it sound like a like yeah. a physical match, object. Match these things up and then it'll... Align open. the stars. And then it opens up and reveals... You ever watched that show you? a million years ago? What was it called? Legend of the Hidden Temple? No. You ever watch that? No. Uh, it just reminded me of... Wes like raised a, his hand. Yeah. Shrine of the if Silver it's Monkey. That, that was so weird good. and, yeah. and nerdy. He's in. Okay. Oh wait, we're almost done. Mm-hmm. What you don't you don't even know? <laughs> All right, I don't know. <laughs> he just sent me a picture. Your search enneagram did not match any documents. Sweet. I'm not. I'm none of it. And it's been wiped from the internet. And so, um, just another. Man. Just isn't an, it funny how how many questions though do fit in? So we that are. Yeah, I will. Yeah. That yes, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, you should have a a big category of Christian liberty. Yeah, but also be really sure, be, be really clear about what your convictions are, yep. and live in, live with those. Have discernment. Um, and we are done. Done, and we uh, and we're gonna end it off here. But we we've got more questions coming. Yeah, we'll we're do gonna, it again. We're gonna do it again, and we're gonna. Maybe we'll do a rapid fire round, Jeff, at the end, and we'll just. Well, I think I feel like I need to have a partner in crime here, so I think that Kyle's going to join me next time. Okay. And well, now you've said it, so it has yeah, to happen. So. I have. If you if you think I go down some rabbit trails, just <laughs> okay. So maybe we'll let's save the, just get your shovel ready. Yeah, we'll do the we'll do the one with Kyle, and then we'll you do might the rapid fire. Put a fire. rope on him because you're going to have to pull him back out of the rabbit hole. <laughs> Amazing. Whoa, whoa, come back. Whoa, Nelly. Uh, yeah, really excited about that. So we'll do that next time. And then we'll do maybe a rapid fire. It'll All be right, fun. Good All right. You. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back next time.